from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. And we're back with another episode of the Burnham Up podcast, brought to you by McDonald's. Philip Tang here with you, Carmen Lastoria, rejoining us this week after being on assignment, as they say in the business, last week. Joining I was us here- on assignment. Uh, last week I was at Dollywood. Very tough assignment, I must say. Um, so my daughter and wife were on fall break, so we went there with uh, my brother and sister-in-law, my niece. And Dollywood's fantastic. He, I've he never won- been there. So I took I took over fourteen thousand steps. Okay, not surprised. But I was still uh, probably not in a negative calorie position, Tang, because <laughs> I had uh, three slices of pizza for lunch. Okay. And then I had some Dippin' Dots, and then I had the turkey leg. Have you ever had the turkey legs there? No. Oh, my no. goodness. I'll have to try that. Come on, somebody. Right, the turkey leg, <laughs> and then the cinnamon bread, which, of course, is a must-have at Dollywood. And then we rode some roller coasters, and, you know, the girls had fun. And so it was, yeah, it was a fun day, but good to be back here on the Burn em Up podcast. Are you one that gets sick, like motion sick on a roller coaster? Because I'm one. I can't do it. See, here's the thing, and this is this is sad to admit, but I'm going to admit it to all of our listeners, that I love roller coasters, always have. Okay, I grew up about an hour from Cedar Point up in Sandusky, Ohio, which is one of the premier amusement parks in, in all the world. And so I love coasters, love riding them. They've never bothered me. But as I have gotten a little bit older, now I still rode them, there right but it does like get me off balance it does bother me a little bit now that i'm getting older so i I just i don't know it's a sad feeling but like i got off the coaster and i'm like wobbly a little bit and i'm like what is happening to me so yeah it it doesn't bother me a ton but i can tell a difference from when i was like you know in my early 20s so well our guest this week grew up just outside of king's island in cincinnati that's another question is for aria hawkins women's cross country runner how many times did you go to king's island growing up I went to Kings Island a lot. I had a gold pass. There you go. I went like every weekend with my friends. Sometimes I would go just so I could have the blue ice cream. Mm. Oh, yes. For, yeah. yes. So, I, I have been to Kings Island, so I've been now, a couple are you times. A, are you a coaster fan? Or you, I do love okay. roller coasters. Now, didn't, I didn't grow very fast, so I couldn't ride it for a while. But after I got up there, I'd, I was riding the roller coaster as much as I could. Yeah, that was my daughter's favorite thing was to get, you know, on the kid rides to make sure she was tall enough. She was very proud of herself that she was tall enough this year. So, uh, well, good deal. Well, Aria, thank you so much for joining us. What oh, a start. You me. guys are ranked number 10 in the country. Uh, you've ran twice now. So, what do you think's working so well for you guys that you've been able to as a as a fairly young team with mm-hmm. no Celine Ritter this year, yeah. uh, but somehow you guys are still putting up the numbers? Yeah, well, I think that uh, everyone's mindsets are just a little different this year because we don't have Celine. I think everyone's just kind of stepped up and knowing we don't have that front runner anymore, so we just everyone has to do their job, and um, everyone's just working really hard. We're very proactive and we're trying to get some good recovery in, ice bathing and getting good sleep that we need. And everyone's just really going at it. So I'm proud of how the team's doing. Well, it's kind of like we talked with Silas on the mm-hmm. men's side a couple of weeks ago. He's saying now that Christian is gone, they've all had to kind of step up. Who yeah. have you really seen maybe that has really, maybe not just a freshman, but just someone else has really kind of taken their run to the next level this year? Well, um, Lisa Kellerman has been doing really well this year. She had some injuries uh, the past like year and a half, two years, and now she's back in full action, and she's shown a lot of improvement. And so has um, Lily Harris had a big jump since the last season, and our 
freshman Megan, um, she's new, she's coming in, and she has made a huge jump just from high school to now. So, and the team all together, I think everyone has made some big leaps. So we're we're very excited for um, to see how the season progresses for us. So now, now pull back the curtain here. To, let's let's let our <laughs> listeners know what really goes into this type of training. So take us through like in the middle of the season, right? What is your typical like? You know, give us your long run day, your short well, what, you know, nutrition, like what, what all goes in? Because I think people don't really truly understand unless you go and try and run, right? Long distance is just how difficult that is. Yeah. Well, it is, it is a lot. I, for me, I'm doing like 63 to 65 miles a week. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so like some days we'll have most normal days I'll have a double so I'll wake up in the morning before classes run three miles and do like seven in the afternoon and then um you know workout days are typically anywhere between like 10 to 12 miles with like the reps that we're doing and long runs I just did 13 miles for my last long run just like nothing yeah, right, right. You know, like, yeah, there's a lot of dogs out and stuff there's a lot of <laughs> It's different though, cause when you're when you're in shape and you're just running, it's like a normal day. It's and you just feel like you're just talking to your friend for a while. And then you're like, oh, I'm done with my run. So it's not as hard as it seems once you're in shape, unless it's a workout. Well, it's not as Workouts hard for are you, right? For me, with the place that like I'm at. for me, I'm panting. I can hardly breathe, and I've been like, oh, it's a mile. Right? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Do you run with a friend or teammate a lot of the times, or do you like running by yourself? Um, I enjoy running with my teammates. Now, if, you know, occasionally if I want to run on my own, I will. But it, that's a long time to just be alone with your own thoughts running. So I enjoy running with my teammates and stuff. Just a lot of laughter. And Do you ever uh, run with music? I know some, some competitive runners don't typically like that because you don't run with music when you're competing. So do, yeah. you, do you throw the headphones in or what? The only time I'm really listening to music when I'm running is when I'm alone. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't, not, not super often I'm running with uh, music yeah. personally. Yeah. Now, as you guys look to sustain the success, what, what did it mean to you uh, last year to be able to come into a program that had already had so much success? And then how does it feel now as you, you are kind of now, even as a <laughs> sophomore, you are kind of looked to as like the person to kind of lead this team and help lead this team, right? Uh, to continue that success. So how, how has that been, that transition from coming into an established program mm-hmm. with a runner, as we mentioned, like Celine, and now you, you guys are kind of taking the mantle. Yeah, well, um, Last year coming in, I uh, I was just really trying to figure out uh, where my where I was on the team and figure out just like how much improvement I can have. So Tony Moore actually really helped me develop as an athlete and just personally coming into college as one. So she helped me a lot with the transition because especially in track season, especially in the spring, I really started to hit my stride. And while that was happening, Tony really like like with all the overwhelming stuff that was happening was helping me just stay grounded and Mm -hmm. know what to do and whatnot. So now with her guidance last year, I kind of model off of her a lot and what I'm doing now. And it's, it's not super overwhelming going in now, especially because I'm used to the teammates and the team dynamic and everything. And um, coach Morgan has been great in helping the team in general. It's just so it's it's been good it's yeah. a great experience i'm incredibly blessed we were talking a little bit before we started recording that in ohio where you were you grew up in a really competitive mm-hmm. cross-country running area how much did that helped prepare you 
for running at the collegiate level. Sure, you know, making that transition to being on your own is different than in high school, but just competition-wise, how did that help prepare you? It helped prepare me because um, I wasn't too overwhelmed when I got to college races. Yeah. So, um, because we had girls that were winning state with sub-17s, and I was like, oh. So I was able to get all the overwhelmed stuff over when I was 14 and 15. <laughs> right. And now I'm like, okay, this is normal. This is fine. Right. Everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little overwhelming, right? Yeah. You know, like, man, that's a that's a number right there. Yeah. So um, what's it been like for you to just be here on campus? Like, to, you know, t- take people through, like, the campus vibe and what, you know, as a student athlete, sometimes – uh, at times, maybe you can be shielded from the campus life mm-hmm. itself, but certainly I think Lee does a good job of like really helping to integrate our student athletes into the life uh, and community of the campus. So what has that meant like for you as well? Because, yeah, you're not, you know, right next door to home. You can't go home every weekend <laughs> like some people can. So uh, how has this place become home for you? Well, um, I with with campus life there. The professors are great. Everyone is very understanding and just welcoming in general. That's Southern hospitality. Everyone's yeah. a lot nicer than they are in the North. Um, yeah, the, us Ohio people, <laughs> man. We're, we're, we're kind of mean-spirited, no, to be honest are. with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been great. Um, and I've made a lot of friends in, like, in study groups is where I've made all of my uh, friends outside of the um, track team. And um, I have talked to – like I've living with two girls that aren't – on my team and they have kind of helped me integrate with other people on campus and whatnot but being a student athlete is not talked about enough how uh, how difficult that can be because sure. we have so much going on and a lot of people they have like greek life and stuff they have a lot going on too the difference is those are like we're doing so much like physically that we're just exhausted right. so one time this semester i think i went to bed at like 7 p.m i was like <laughs> i just gotta go to bed but no, campus life has been great. Everyone's very kind. I, I'm i very happy to be here. So, Well, how, how did you end up coming to Lee? So I heard – so Danielle Horder, who's on my team, I competed against her in high school. She ran for our rival school. and um, But our brothers played flag football together when they were younger, so we've always known them. And when she committed to Lee, we were like, oh, like, that's interesting. And then when I was doing my – uh, college search I really wanted to go to a Christian school it wasn't like a necessity but I was like I'd prefer a Christian school because I grew up in a private Christian school at home mm-hmm. for middle school and high school and um, that was it was just one of the things on my list I actually didn't want to come because it was too far away I was like ah <laughs> I don't want to go somewhere like maybe like an hour and a half away not too far but then I just I came and I visited campus I talked to Coach Morgan, and it was just, it was so pretty. Everyone was so kind. It is just, I knew I was supposed to be there. The only thing, I was like, oh, I was like, Mom, it's it's five hours away. What about my, what about Azra and Italia, my younger sisters? Yeah. And she was like, ah, they're not going to be thinking about you. It's fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. But, yeah, that's how I heard about Lee, and I, I it was just the best option for um, athletics-wise. It has um, the education that I'm looking for. So it was just a perfect setup for me. Now I know we're in cross country season, Aria, but if you had to choose cross country <laughs> or track and field, that's a million dollar question. Uh, I'm a big track girl. I okay. love the atmosphere for track just because we also have the sprinters and the jumpers right. and everyone's there. And I love watching people. Yeah. And during cross, it's like, 
there's only the, the men's race and the women's race. I don't really get to see all five girls compete. I kind of get to see the guys, but I'm either warming up or cooling down. Right. But during track, I get to watch everyone, and it's just so fun. And I'm not super into long distance. I love my mid-distance <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, so. You're like, that cross-country, that's about as far as I want that to is, right. That's, <laughs> that's the limit. And plus, you've got, the, of course, the beautiful new Raycon Sports Complex. Oh, yes. We host three mm-hmm. events a year, and so you actually get a home, mm-hmm. home event where you get the home crowd there as yes. well, which is pretty cool as well. Well, Aria, thanks so much for joining us on the Burn em Up <laughs> podcast. You guys are off to a great start. Thank you. And, uh, hey, when you get home, get on some coasters and have some Yeah, <laughs> I will. All right. All right we'll take you. a quick time out and be back with more in a moment here as we hear from our sponsor, McDonald's. The Burn em Up podcast is proudly brought to you by Smith Family McDonald's. Smith Family McDonald's is a proud supporter of Lee University Athletics. They have 10 locations to serve you. Sweetwater, Athens, Etowah, Okoy, and four locations right here in Cleveland on I-75 exit 20, 25, and 27. Madisonville and Ottawa locations as well. Smith Family McDonald's. Go Flames! And welcome back. Our thanks to Aria Hawkins for joining us as the Lady Flames cross-country team will be back in action in a couple weeks. As they're going to rerun at the Huntsville course the second time this season they will be in Huntsville, running there, and that'll be the final regular season meet before they get ready for the conference championship in a few weeks from now in Montevallo, Alabama. And Carmen, the Lady Flames cross country and the Flames cross country team are just absolutely flying. We talked about it with Silas a few weeks ago. I think they're even faster now. Yeah, and the, the, it's the balance, right, top to mm-hmm. bottom in the lineup that uh, is really special. And uh, yeah, you know, Aria was uh, first of all just really well spoken I just really enjoyed that conversation just from the start I mean she's just got a great personality and just uh you can feel as uh, just the way she carries herself why she has become a leader so quickly it's not just because she's a great runner which she is but I think she's really taken on that leadership role and you know she talked about the camaraderie with her teammates and how she was able to just kind of assimilate right in here and you know we talked about missing Celine Ritter but but she mentioned uh, Tony Moore as yes. well, and Tony Moore was another fantastic runner for for Lee. I mean, just an incredible distance runner, along with being a great track and field runner, all American. And so I think it says a lot about a program that that somebody like Tony, who who had so much success, would take Aria under her wing and really help her assimilate to to college life and what it means to be a college right. athlete. And and right. now Aria is paying that back herself uh, as becoming a leader on the team. And so that's really special. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Caleb Morgan reloads, man. I mean, he's Nick Saban, right? Like he's just he, – he continues to reload, continues to build a winning and championship culture and program, and it's pretty exciting to watch. If you're going to come run at Lee, you know you're good coming out of high school. You're not – Oh, yeah. A nobody. You are elite runner out of high school. Absolutely. There, there's a standard, right? There's yes. a standard of excellence that has been set uh, since Caleb Morgan has been here now. What I think he's been here as long as I have, so 11 years now uh, as a leader of the Flames and Lady Flames. And, uh, yeah, you know you're going to come and you're going to win some championships. And so that attracts – that continues to attract better and better athletes. This weekend coming up, everything's on the road for the Flames and Lady Flames. Flames soccer got a – Big tie against West Florida. That was a massive tie in terms of how the standings went. And then they got a win against Spring Hill. Yes. So they're basically, I mean, the top seven are just like inches apart in terms of how it goes. So four huge points this past weekend. They've got only one game this weekend at Montevallo. Yeah, it's a big one. Monday, uh, Friday night against Montevallo. And then uh, with the way the schedule works out, yeah, they don't play on Sunday. So a really good opportunity for them. I know Coach Pottinger was pleased 
Um, you know, they battled back, got the equalizer there after conceding early against West Florida. They come back at the second half goal on a PK from M.A. Michaela. And then, uh, you know, that, that game was Spring Hill. While it looks lopsided 3 nothing, it was tied going to halftime. Yes. So it's anybody's game. And then the Flames really came out and asserted themselves in the second half. So I do think they're starting to catch their stride. And, uh, you know, it's not a coincidence that they're starting to catch their stride when you've got guys like Mattia Balzano, Sagi Rada, Shakar Nisim, some of those guys that have been hurt are now back in the lineup. And so I think that bodes well for the Flames. And, uh, yeah, if they can get a big win on the road against the against the Falcons on Friday night, they'll be uh, in good position moving forward. Meanwhile, the Lady Flames soccer team lost a really hard-fought game, one nothing to West Florida, outshot the organized by just a little bit, but it was one of those another tight, tight games. And then on senior day, kind of ran away from Spring Hill, who is basically they're rebuilding. they got a new coach this year. They're rebuilding. But they also go on the road this week. Falcons and Warhawks as well. They've got two this weekend. Yeah, it, the game against West Florida was a great game. It was what you expected. Um, you know, the Lady Flames had, you know, several close calls. Ellie Chrysler had one hit off the crossbar, one that narrowly missed. So there were there were a, a couple of bounces, a couple of inches either way, and that would have been a 1-1 tie as well. So first time in the regular season that they have lost since back in the COVID-shortened spring season of 2021. So quite a, quite a run. But maybe a good thing for this Lady yes. Flames team. You know, something you can learn from. Kate Dirksy talked with us after that game about how, you know, hey, this is something that they can build on and, and, and refocus. And they certainly came out and, and were refocused on senior day on Sunday afternoon, as you mentioned, just, just overmatched Spring Hill, which is rebuilding under a first-year head coach. So a uh, big 7 nothing win there. Ellie Chrysler, 15 goals. She's now one off uh, – excuse me, 14 goals. She's one off the nation lead right now so she's just had a really special year um and then you've got addison smith who was named the gse freshman of the week so just a great balance between veteran players and young players molly wheeler gets the clean sheet on sunday on senior day a goal for sage samily on senior day goal for avery ingles on senior day so and then lauren weimer who was the other senior recognized should be back in the lineup soon i talked with her on friday and so she's looking to get back within the next week or two and so that's a great sign as well so uh, yeah lady flames number 11 in the country should because that's certainly was a great game with west florida should stay somewhere in the low teens in the rankings volleyball Steps out of conference play this weekend. They're doing the crossover down in Hoover against the three Sunshine State schools. There's a couple other schools from other conferences that come in. We're not going to see them. And they've got a tough draw. They've got Nova Southeastern, Embry-Riddle, and Eckert. All those teams are above 500. Well, of course, all the Sunshine schools are good in volleyball, but those three are tough. Yeah, it'll be a challenge for yes. uh, for Sylvia Buzil and her young team. But they're playing so much better of late. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it has been, of course, a... Uh, uh, a season that uh, presented a lot of adversity, but the girls have been resilient. Uh, Sylvia stepped in as the interim head coach and done a nice job. And so, yeah, I think they've got a chance to get a couple more wins down the stretch in GSC play. Obviously, this weekend won't really matter. won't matter for GSC play because they'll be stepping outside of conference. So um, you, you just hope you get better. You know, you know, I, you obviously want to go out there and win, but certainly it's it's going to be a tough battle in all three of those matches. But you hope you continue to improve, continue to get better. There's some wins down the stretch out there for them. Could you possibly sneak in to the GSC tournament as the eight seed or a seven seed? Maybe. I mean, it's, yes. it's pretty tight there. And, uh, you know, they, they dropped a couple last weekend to AUM in West Florida. But prior to that, they had the three-match winning streak, which kind of got them back in the in, in the, the GSC tournament yes. mix. So, yeah, I think the ladies are playing better, and hopefully they can keep that rolling. And then finally, early next week, it's the men's golf final regular season of the fall session they're going down to pensacola a little warmer yeah 
place to play and taking on the Argos in that Invitational down in Pensacola. And they, I, they came off a, probably a disappointing for them showing up in Michigan this past weekend. Yeah, you know, Beck Burnett has been great. Yes. So Beck Burnett is, is once again in All-American form. But, you know, they have been off to, they'll admit it, a, a bit of a slow start. Uh, but you're coming off a national championship. That's to be expected. Uh, I think they will get things, they'll get focused, and they'll be ready to roll in the spring season. So uh, the fall probably hasn't gone quite as, as good as they would like, but they've got so much talent, so much depth, and uh, I think they'll, just, they'll be just fine in the spring. We'll wrap up this episode with our fired-up moments of the week, and I will go with my moment is the second goal scored for the Lady Flames off the cross and the header in was absolutely perfect for Kate Dirksy. Come flying in. She almost had a second corner. Yeah. When she came flying out that corner, absolutely perfect into the top corner off a header off a corner. That's my fired up moment of the week. Yeah, Kate Dirksy's just an incredible player with the ball in the air. She's a great defender, of course, but she can score. I mean, she's yes. one of the leading goal scorers because of their, her ability to score with the ball in the air off corner kicks and set pieces. So that's a good one. Tang, my fired up the moment of the week is for you, my friend. Okay. Congratulations to you and your fiance as you guys are getting married this Saturday. That's well, right, you. folks. This Saturday, Mr. Philip Tang. Uh, I know you guys are excited about that. We're excited for you. Appreciate and, it. Thank and I you. I know you're excited to get her up here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's been over in Russellville, Alabama working, and so she's she's excited to start working here in Cleveland. And you guys for the honeymoon? We're going to Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston, South days. Carolina. Beautiful, beautiful. See, Philip Tank, he is such a dedicated man to the job that he said, listen, I'm getting married, but it's an off weekend. We got <laughs> right. no home events like that matters. Philip, you've done a great job for us so far, man. Appreciate We're it. excited to have you here. We're excited for you and your beautiful bride. And so uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy yes. the moment and enjoy some time away as well. I appreciate it. We will have an episode next week. We've got a special yeah. guest coming in. You'll see who that is next Wednesday. <laughs> We're going to debut that one. Yes. We recorded it. We recorded it with Aria. So it's good. A, it's going to be a fun, fun episode. So be looking forward to that next Wednesday. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Burn Em Up Podcast. We'll be back next week. For Carmel Astoria, I'm Philip Tang. So long, everybody. <laughs>